All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. gentlemen to episode number 20 of the daily face-off podcast of course i'm your host brock segan and with me as always for the last 19 episodes is uh michael beebs bondy hey back for 20 how's it going i guess you actually missed one so this yeah, is so really this is, your 19th this is a couple this is a milestone <laughs> and dylan d Berthium. how's it going dylan pretty good what's happening brock not much uh it's actually kind of a busy day today wednesdays are usually pretty chill i don't have to too much yeah except for this podcast with six games tonight yeah it's been a crazy week altogether like monday had a lot of games wednesday a lot of games but it's uh fantasy playoffs are like back-to-backs this week too i noticed yeah we're going monday and tuesday tons and it just it's getting crazy because like it's already confusing who's going to start on (laughs) back-to-backs but now now we've got all sorts of goalie injuries and stuff it's really it's been a weird week for sure yeah but uh i guess in most leagues, most standard leagues, the playoffs, um, the regular season ends this Sunday and, and the playoffs start next week. So this is a pretty big episode for, for our listeners and stuff. Uh, we're going to try to help you guys out, yep. give you guys some players that you should pick up uh, heading into the playoffs. Um, I've got a little bit of a schedule breakdown that might help you out. Um, I tried to do a full schedule breakdown, but it took too long. So I'll tweet that out uh, tomorrow um but let's get into it we're gonna talk hockey for a little bit before we get into some really juicy fantasy information and uh a a super lengthy injury report um but before it was brought to my attention today i didn't really realize i knew how good the washington capitals were doing this season and i knew that they were 
you know, bordering on being one of the best regular season teams ever. But I didn't really realize how good they were. Um, and I read an article, uh, I think it was by Down Goes Brown on Sportsnet, uh, and he said that they could be the third team in NHL history to reach 60 wins, which is pretty, pretty outstanding. Yeah. Uh, the first, the, obviously, the uh, 1995-96 Red Wings, yeah, okay. hold the record for 62 <laughs> okay. wins. Good silly. And the 1975-76 no, Canadians were the second team to hit uh, 60 wins with 60 right on. Well, first team to do it. Well, yeah, first team to do it, but they're second most of all time. So right. Yeah, they probably sense. had a better win percentage, right? Probably fewer. I think, yeah, I think they were like 60 and 10. Like, I think it was a 70-game yeah. season. So That's cray. But, um, so, yeah, if you look at it right now, um, win percentage-wise, the Capitals are on pace for 60.9 wins. So yeah, they're... So if they continue their pace for the rest of the season, um, they'll hit it. So I guess I want to know from you guys, do you guys really think that they could be the third 60-win team ever? Biebs, we'll start with you. What do you think, man? I uh, see, like, this is just such a ridiculous pace that they've been on. But, again, it's a pace across this many games, so you really can't even question it anymore almost. Um, I think they can do it. It, Again, it's really close. It's going to get, it's going to come down to it. I think that Grubauer has taken some more starts recently, so he's going to have to stay, uh, stay good as their backup, as their spot starter for when Holby, uh, can't go the back to back. Obviously that's a, it's a tough thing to do, but, um, yeah, I think they could do it. Why not? No injuries, really no big injuries other than John Carlson. That's a pretty huge one, but, um, and they have, and they kind of just like shrugged it off. Like no big deal though. They hasn't really slowed him down all that much. And I think it was crazy because like, on I think it was Monday they yeah. they were in Anaheim right like Anaheim had won like ten in a row or something huge test potential Stanley Cup preview and Washington went into Anaheim and, yeah went into Anaheim and pulled out yeah, the win so they they faced yeah. it they faced the task and they were equal to it but what do you think D you think they'll get to sixty? Uh, well I'm I'm just looking at <laughs> I'm I'm looking at what they got for the uh, remaining sked moving forward. And uh, they got some tough games left. Uh, I think, like, probably the two hardest games left are the two in uh, California left on the schedule. Uh, playing L.A. tonight, which, you know, be to our yesterday's news by the time everyone's listening to this. And then Saturday night they're playing San Jose as well. Um, after that, you know, it's kind of smooth sailing. They got a game in Pittsburgh that might be a little tough. Got a game against the Preds. Uh, but nothing that really looks, you know, anything to like obviously they're on their toughest swing uh of the end of their season right now on this western road trip um so i see no reason why they can't uh but i mean that's we're still talking that they have to win 11 of their last 16 games which is crazy to say that that's been their pace so far this season Mm -hmm. but that's still that's still a tall task you know yeah if they win tonight that'll be huge um it's gonna be tough like i don't think i think if they do get to 60 it'll be like 60 right on i don't think they're gonna yeah touch the Red Wings 62 like that's just too far out of their reach the one thing that's worth noting is um I was just trying to count it as we were going through it uh Holpe's kind of slowed down a little bit I think it's seven out of his last 12 he's allowed at least three goals um uh, so he's kind of coming back down to earth but it doesn't it doesn't even seem to matter yeah, like he just he'll let in three and they'll score four um he's he's lost three out of his like he's 500 over his last six starts so he's slowing down. But even when they give Grubauer the call, he seems to be getting the job done, like you said, Biebs. Um, I'm going to say they'll do it. I think they'll just squeak at 60 there. If not, they'll they'll get the 59, and they'll just be a bunch of losers. But it's 
It's crazy to go and look at uh, like the standings right now, and they're just at 102 points already. It's like, <laughs> that's just oh my nuts. god, just yeah, that's nutty. Dominating. Yeah, yeah. Second in the conference is the Rangers with 84. Like they're just blown away with it. But speaking of blown away with it, it's obvious that Washington is locked down uh, the Metropolitan Division. But the other three divisions are totally up for grabs. Um, so I want to know, I guess. In the Atlantic, we've got Tampa, Boston, Florida. Unfortunately, the Red Wings look like they've fallen out. But between those three teams, who do you guys think will walk away with the division championship in the Atlantic, uh, Biebs? Um I'm going to go with Boston on this one. They uh, they have 15 games to go, right? Yeah, they do have 15 to go. Um, they've kind of been on a roll lately ever since they uh, ever since they made those trades that I totally questioned at the deadline. But um, mm-hmm. Claude Julien's kind of put together, an, like that guy's just doing wonders out there in Boston right now with what he's been working with. And um, and I think it's looking like, hey, maybe keeping Louis Erickson wasn't the dumbest thing to do at the deadline. But um, I could see them uh, leapfrog in Tampa Bay for that top spot. Um, I mean, Kucherov just got injured potentially for a little bit. They haven't really came out with that information yet. And once they do it, we'll be on DFO. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I just I got, I got Boston going this way mostly uh, also because I know you guys are going to take a different route than me. It's funny because they took a lot of heat from us uh, on the trade deadline episode, yeah, and as they should have. I mean, we we did, although we did say that we liked the additions. We just thought they gave up too lot, much yeah. for the guys that they got. Uh, it's crazy though. You look at Stepniak comes in. We said that he would probably continue his pace, and it wouldn't. Get, you know, he wouldn't improve his pace, yeah. and that's all he actually yeah, has. Yeah. I mean, a goal and five assists in four games or five games, sorry, since being traded to Boston. Uh, he's looked great on that line. I still can't believe I was. I never even like processed this. Um, until this this afternoon, I saw somebody tweet about potentially seeing uh, Brad Marchand win MVP this year, and I was like, "Does that even like a is that even like a thing? Like, can that actually happen?" But it's insane. That I can't. It can like kind of be discussed. Like that. It will be just dis- like he'll have ridiculous. to be a finalist. He almost has to be. Yeah. Like he's on pace for forty two goals. It's insane. Yeah. I keep thinking he's gonna just like stop, and then he doesn't. Yeah, it's wild. But uh, D, we'll go to you. I know you don't like to talk about Marchand, so we'll go to you. Who do you think is gonna win the Atlantic? Um, I, I would bet Tampa Bay, although I, I, I would say, uh, you know, Boston, I think has definitely been underperforming for the most part this year. Um, not really performing to what we've seen of that roster the last few years. And probably a lot of that had to do with Tuka Rask play. He was kind of, you know, uh, not playing to what we're used to seeing from him. And that's kind of been the, the difference as of late. He's been a lot better. Got the save percentage up to just about 920 now. Um, and you know he's he's got that experience. I trust him down the stretch here, but I really think it's a three horse race. Like I wouldn't even count out Florida with the couple games in hands that they have. Not sure why the Red Wings are on this list though. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> but uh, I, honestly, this is, division is really tough to call right now. Uh, I think probably the Vegas odds go to Tampa, but I wouldn't count out Boston or Florida at this point either. No, yeah, like Florida. Florida's kind of hit a rough stretch, and it's not even been so bad for them. It's like Boston and. Florida are both just on absolute fire right now. Tampa, you mean? Sorry, and Tampa are on absolute fire right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I think, I'm going to go with Tampa. Uh, I think they have the luxury that Boston doesn't have is that they can, you know, let Bishop rest and turn to Vasilevsky and he'll perform. I know Gustafson played pretty good the other night, but uh, I mean, Vasilevsky stood on his head against Philadelphia. Um, So they have the luxury to kind of turn to him. Bishop's been great all year. Um, You said, you know, kind of about how Rask is. Um, figured things out recently, but Bishop's just been great all all year long. So I'm gonna go with Tampa. The triplets seem to be getting it going. Stamkos is 
I really expected Stamkos to just have a dynamite year in that contract year, but he really hasn't. Like, no. he's had a good year, but he hasn't gone off like kind of everybody expected. Like, I think, like, what would the odds been at the start of the year for Brad Marchand to outscore Steven Stamkos? Like, Stupid. Like, it would have been, if if you were a betting man and you took Marchand, oh my god. Yeah, I would laugh, <laughs> laugh obnoxiously in your face if you said that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, Stamkos is on pace for 35, so he's on pace to outscore Stamkos by f- seven goals. Just outrageous, but... Um, let's move on now to the Central Division. Uh, the Central's obviously been one of the better divisions in hockey, um, not just this year, but, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got three really, you know, stacked horses at the top of that list, with Dallas is uh, in first with 88 points, Chicago in second with 87 points, St. Louis in third with 85, and Nashville creeping in there uh, with 80 points. They've been on a tear rate uh, as of late. Who do you guys think can take the Central deal? We'll go back to you. Um, I think it's going to come down between uh, Dallas and the Blackhawks. Right now, I'd probably give the edge to Chicago. Um, you know, I, I just think Patrick Kane's the best player in the NHL right now. You look to the depth that they had at the trade deadline. Uh, probably a little more sure-handed in goal with Corey Crawford than what you see in Dallas. For sure. <laughs> uh, but obviously, you know, Dallas is star power. tough to beat. But I, I think Chicago's just a little more overall balanced as a team. And I'd expect them to play better over the next 15 games here. Yeah, Dallas has really uh, kind of slowed down quite a bit recently. Eh? Like 3-5-2 mm-hmm. in their last 10. Uh, they lost to Montreal last night. They just have not been playing that great. Uh, they've lost John Klingberg. Obviously, that's a huge, huge, huge Massive, loss for them. Yeah, and they're just um, a little top-line heavy as opposed to Chicago, yeah. right? Like, yeah, oh, been... Chicago is just so deep. Like, but, And even if you just look at how the lines are orchestrated, like Taves and Kane don't play together as mm-hmm. opposed to Ben and Sagan, who are all Absolutely. Nice together, right? So it's just a bigger... Uh, void to fill i guess but um i definitely still think it's possible for dallas to take it obviously but i'd give the edge to the hawks right now yeah it's funny too like because uh marion hosa was kind of skating the last couple days so he was running line rushes and and we were getting an idea kind of of what what this team would look like healthy and with hosa back and on the top line with lad and taves it bumped shaw from the first line to the fourth line yeah that's crazy how that works eh? and then once they get um what's his name back kruger back they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, their fourth line is going to be Andrew Shaw, Marcus Kruger, and Dale Weiss. Like, that's just a nasty fourth line. It actually is. Yeah. So, they, they can they can roll four deep absolutely no problem, which, like you said, something Dallas can't really do. St. Louis is a little better, like, really in terms of depth. But... Like, it, honestly, like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it, the difference for, like, your fourth line playing nine minutes and 13 minutes is huge. Oh, massive. It takes so much... So much pressure off your other guys, when, right? And they're normally taking the harder minutes too, so it, it especially in the, the top lines for sure. Definitely, uh, Beebs. Who do you think's taking the central? Um, I I can't really dance around that and go with anyone different. I think I, it has to be Chicago. You just love those pickups at the deadline, and um, I think they're gonna do it. Yeah. The the one thing like we talked, I guess the one thing we should mention when we're talking about how deep they are at forward is their blue line's a little suspect. Yeah. Um, they've got some kids back there. I mean, Eric Gustafson. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and then a, a really, really old Michael Roseball. Um, <laughs> right. So but, the blue line's not great, but I mean, either is it, Dallas isn't very good either. Uh, St. Right. Louis and has probably got the better of the three, and then yeah. you look at Nashville, who's got arguably one of the best blue lines in the NHL. I just don't see Nashville getting up there, though. No, no but I mean, like, the way they're going, they're averaging, like, 3.8 goals per game yeah. over the last, like, 10 or something. They're on fire. Like, Forsberg's they just... do some damage in the playoffs. That's... that's yeah, that, I, I can't remember what I was listening to the other day, though, and they were just, like, they were talking... It was right before the trade deadline, and they were talking to some, like, 
NHL execs and almost every NHL exec said the one team you don't want in the first round of the playoffs is Nashville. Yeah. Like they're going to, they're, I don't think they're like a cup. They've got everything you're any... afraid of, right? Like yeah. they got the talent that can get it done up front. They got, like you said, the it's size. not the best blue line, the deepest blue line in the league. And then mm-hmm. you look at uh, Pekka Rene and goal more than capable of stealing any game. So yeah, really uh, has it all to make a deep playoff run for sure. It's crazy too, because like they're on fire right now. They're winning like crazy. They're scoring like crazy. And it's all one line. Like, they still have a line uh, of Ryan Johansson, James Neal, like, that's not even scoring. Yeah. So, like, if, like what's going to happen if, you know, come playoff time or right before the playoffs when both those lines get going? It's, yeah, they're going to be uh, really Craig scary. Smith, Mike Ribeiro, and that first power play just absolutely killing it. Just lighting it up. Uh, but I, I guess we should get to the very last division, and that's the Pacific. Um, you know... I think we give kudos to ourselves almost every week, but again, kudos to us. We're still believing in the in the Ducks. Ducks. It's funny because we picked them. All three of us had them in the Cup Finals at the start of the year, and then we just looked like absolute buffoons. Like three months into the season, they were, you know, lingering towards the bottom of the Western Conference, and now they find yeah, now they find themselves atop the uh, the Pacific, nine zero and one in their last ten. So yeah, they're first with eighty three points. L A and second with eighty two points. What a run. And yeah, it's insane. Nine on one to get to the top of your division this deep in the season. It's crazy. I think yeah, realistically, ridiculous. I think realistically they're actually like ten zero and one because I'm pretty sure they won ten in a row yeah. and then they and then they lost in the shootout. So they're ten zero and one in the last eleven. Um, but then yeah, San Jose they're in third with uh, eighty points. They're just you know typical San Jose Sharks. Uh, I mean, a quality just a quality. James team. with just, a shutout last yep. night. Yep, welcome to the squad. See you, Jimmy. See you. <laughs> But, uh, Biebs, we'll go to you. Who's winning this division? Um, I I mean, Anaheim is just on such a roll, and I just see mm-hmm. them continuing to just continue to roll. And uh, I think they really did. Anaheim really made some uh, some good moves throughout the year, not not at the deadline. They were they kind of – I love the, the haggling for David Perron deal now. It's really looking like it's turning out. Guys are in the right positions, places they should be. Um, their goaltending situation, either goal you start right now is getting you a win. Everything's kind of – showing up sunny in california for anaheim <laughs> and uh I, I i same thing's happening for la la la's great and la honestly thought was just a powerhouse coming into the end i thought there was no doubt they're going to take the pacific but then anaheim goes on this run they have the same amount of games uh left both of those two teams and the only reason why i see anaheim just uh winning a couple more points out of san jose is because they do have the one game at hand and are three points ahead right now so i uh i don't see anaheim losing uh maybe i'd say maybe losing three of those last 17 games i could see that happening easily at this pace so <laughs> just uh, going on fire yeah um but uh definitely don't see anaheim uh dropping off at the top of the pacific right there and the one thing that was crazy uh, i i remember i kept talking about it every week it seemed like okay everybody drop your fantasy hockey questions or your nhl questions for the podcast and all anybody wanted to know is when's anderson gonna get traded where's anderson gonna get traded and and kept saying that he's not like anaheim's gonna keep both of these guys yeah because it's the right thing to do it's you know yeah what a tandem you need the backup you need the backup as insurance and right now they look like geniuses like they're literally just rolling you know Gibson starts two games, Anderson starts two games, Gibson starts two games, and and they don't lose. They just win two, and then they sit down for two. Then they win two, and then they, it, they're on fire. Like, that team is so good defensively, and like you said, they're they're just a balanced lineup, like, top to bottom. Yep. I hate it, too, when I'm doing cheat sheets for, like, DraftKings. You look, and Anaheim's got a good matchup, and you go look at Anaheim's depth chart, see what they're doing recently to see, 
you know, which guys you want to pick. And you can't even pick between, like, their top three lines. Like, they just all just score. Not at a, nobody really had a crazy pace, but they all just get it yeah, done. Yeah, just a shot in the dark, eh? Yeah, but uh, do, you, do you think Anaheim's taking it as well? I mean, we stuck by them all year. No, uh, no sense in abandoning them now, right? No, absolutely not. I'm going to go with them as well. Uh, I just... I just love that Getzlaff's going to actually get 15 goals by the looks of things. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty joke. Bold prediction coming to fruition yeah, right there. Definitely but... working. It's awesome. But um, before we started like getting into this, I mentioned that I did a little bit of a schedule breakdown. I know we mentioned it last week, kind of a strength, uh, strength of schedule based off of um, win percentages for the remainder yeah. of the season. Uh, so what I did was I took a look at the next two weeks of – um matchups basically the two most important weeks of fantasy hockey you know the first and second round of the, of, of the fantasy hockey then the championships usually just you know it's a one week crapshoot realistically uh but yeah. right now you can kind of set yourself up with some pickups and stuff to to make a nice championship push so i took a look at the schedule for the next two weeks i've outlined the teams who play the most games and then what i also did was i looked at um the goals against on a home home and away for every team in the league and broke it down who had the who has the most favorable schedule in terms of scoring goals, who has the least favorable schedule uh, in terms of scoring goals. Um, but the teams that lead the NHL in uh, in games in the next two weeks is Vancouver, the Islanders, and LA. Uh, each have eight games, so four games each for the next two weeks, Damn. which is pretty uh, pretty substantial when you, and then when you go down to uh, teams like Buffalo and Colorado, who each have five. Um, oh. but it's, it's strange how Buffalo has only five, but they also have, um, the, you know, the most favorable schedule in terms of scoring goals. Um, their next five opponents give up on average 2.99 goals per game. So Buffalo's really kind of struggled to score goals other than the other night against Toronto. Um, so Buffalo's really struggled to score goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. They, but they have the most favorable schedule going forward, but then again, they only have five games. So it's kind of tough to, to pick, you know, to pick and choose, but then you look at the, the second place team here is uh, second ranked team I should say is the Sharks two point eight three goals per game and they have seven games in the next two weeks. Um, they're the, they're a team that's really started to score, especially that Pavelski Thornton hurdle line's been absolutely on fire. So if you uh, if you're an owner of some of those guys uh, or Brent Burns or somebody like that, you're you're laughing right now. Yeah. Um, this is actually terrifying. Seven games for the Blackhawks. They have the third most favorable schedule <sighs> in terms of goals going forward at two point eight. Uh, followed by Colorado. Looks like they're going to be scoring some goals in the future. So, so Patrick Kane's just going to continue. To, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, they new fantasy benefits. And Arizona comes in at fifth. Um, now I'm not going to go through all 30 teams because you guys would just get confused and too many numbers, and you know we're not that good That's at math. A lot for voices to be portraying out. Yeah, so I'm going to tweet out. Uh, this is now. This is goals against. I'm gonna also tweet out uh, something like the the exact same chart, but for goals for. So then that might help you kind of determine which goalies you want to go with. Um, but in terms of scoring goals, you want the guys that are gonna go up against the you know the Maple Leafs, the the Sabers, those types of teams that give up a lot of goals. So this is a helpful tool to kind of see which teams you know stack up pretty favorably. Um, and then you look at the teams that are at the bottom of the list. You've got thirtieth is the Rangers, who are just absolutely just like i don't even know what they're doing like every day i tweet out their lines and every day like twitter just goes off on like the daily face-off feed is just nuts every time i tweet out rangers lines that they can't their fans cannot believe it it's just non-stop like eric stall on the third line you know yes for fast on this first line they're like what is happening victor stallberg on the side like there's just 
it's a mess. I mean, you'd uh, expect that to change. Uh, who knows? But, yeah. like, why would you give up that much for Stahl if you're not going to give him the mm-hmm. extra? Oh, yeah, like, we're just going to keep saying that. Just like we said, uh, Anaheim's yeah. going to come around and Crosby's going to come around. But Stahl's going to play second line minutes. Stahl's going to play first <laughs> line minutes. We're just going to keep saying it until it happens. Because we're going to be right. The more we say shit, the more likely we're going to be right. Uh, so but 30th, 30th is the Rangers. 29th is Pittsburgh. So you got to be a little bit worried if you're – you know, a Crosby Malkin owner, but I mean, those guys are usually are able to buck the trend and kind of the task. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, third last is 28th. I should say is Dallas. 27th is Boston. 26th is Carolina. 25th, Los Angeles and 24th Toronto. Um, just so, throw that in. Yeah, I wanted to, I was to stop at 25, 25 but like, I just oh, wanted, he's going to, it's going to six. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to go to the least, see what was going to happen. Um, but yeah, so, I'll tweet that out. If you guys think it's helpful, use it. If you don't, then just, you know, chirp me on Twitter. I don't care. Um, I oh, spent about care. 15 minutes putting that together. So, you know, not that big of a waste of time. But again, um, also make sure you check out the uh, weekly schedule on Daily Faceoff if you want to take a look at who's got four games, who's got two, all that important stuff when it comes to picking up players in the playoffs. Um, yep. But that's pretty much it for us here in the first half. Unless, boys, you got anything else to add? No, uh, uh, that's no, the essentials. Getting to, yeah, we're getting ready to listen to some stones. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Always. So, ready. any further ado, we got the blue stones, and after that, we got some injury report as, as you know, as usual, and that's then some usual. waiver wire pickups. Um, there's some big name defensemen that have gone down, some big name forwards, and a ton of goalies going down with injuries. So, yeah, one or two. We've got you. Co- we've got you covered at all positions after the break, and then of course we'll get to your Twitter questions. So yeah, here we go, blue stones. Woo! co-host dylan berthium um we appreciate you guys for sticking around towards the second half we understand how difficult the urge can be when you hear that blue stones to just you know wander off to youtube or spotify <laughs> just get your stones on for a little an bit hour at the stones you know, we, so we appreciate it you know um back for the injury report with brock that's not that's not my takeaway don't take it yet uh and we're also going to be delving into some waiver pickups for uh playoffs fantasy playoffs down the stretch and uh, this is me trying to be a host. Not very good at it. Yeah, you are absolutely slain. So without right further ado, going to give it to Brock with the injury report. Take it away, Brock. If you were the host and talked that slow, our <laughs> podcast shows would be like three and a half hours long. You, I got to think on the spot, man. It's yeah. I know. I, sometimes like I listen back when I'm editing this and I'm like, man, like you just rambled for so long, but you just got to ramble to to gather your thoughts before you actually say what you want to say. Hey, don't tell them the secrets. It's like man. doing Sorry. a presentation in school. You just like, 
Uh, yeah, just try to sound smart and make it. Now they say don't beat around the bush, beat around the bush. Yeah, oh, it's all about beat around the bush. <laughs> yeah. If we eliminated beat around the bush, these shows would be like 22 minutes yeah. long. Yeah, and we need that. Definitely filling. don't yeah, eliminate sure. bush. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the injury report. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson will not play Wednesday. He is day to day with an upper body injury. Doesn't sound like it's all that serious. So OEL owners can exhale. Uh, the sigh of relief it sounds like it's not too too serious. Um, monitors dies before their next game, which I don't know right now. Let me tell you in a second. Which is on Friday in Calgary, and then they play again Saturday in Edmonton. Uh, Marion Hosa looked like he was ready to return Wednesday, but will not play Wednesday. Uh, not quite ready. He skated for the last two or three days. Uh, he is likely to return Friday in Dallas. Henrik Sedin stayed there with an upper body injury. He's missed the last two. They really haven't said much uh, in terms of his injury. Their next game is until Saturday in Nashville. Or no, not in Nashville. Versus Nashville. Uh, so monitor his status prior to that game. Sergei Bobrovsky was finally activated from IR. Um, he will start Friday against the Penguins. Yaroslav Halak just announced right before we came on the air here will be out at least six weeks with a lower body injury that he suffered Tuesday night. Um, that means that, he is very droppable yeah. in standard yeah, non-redraft yeah. leagues. Or in redraft, in redraft leagues, leagues, he's pretty much done. Um, means also that Thomas Grice takes over um, as the starter with J.F. Barubi as his backup. Um, Jason Demers is out for a lengthy period of time, which... Also, basically, they said he's out for a really long time and might miss the rest of the regular season. Sounds like he'll be back in time for the playoffs. Um, again, that's a tough blow for, for the Stars. Good thing they picked up Chris Russell because John Klinberg has also missed the last two games. He's listed as day-to-day. His injury, kind of like Ekman Larson's, doesn't sound overly serious. Uh, they have a back-to-back on Friday, Saturday, so just keep an eye on him. Uh, he should be back relatively soon. Carl Hagelin, who's been pretty hot. With the Penguins is day-to-day as well, undisclosed. They haven't said literally anything about his injury, so keep an eye on him. I don't have any information other than sure. D2D. They play Friday and Sunday, so again, monitor his status. A um, couple more to get to here. Henrik Lundqvist, uh, is, you know, he's missed a lot, I think, two or three games with a neck injury. He is expected, uh, however, to be back this weekend. They have a back-to-back. Uh, they play in Detroit on Saturday and then against the Penguins on Sunday. So he's expected to start one of those two games with Anti-Ranta uh, taking the other one. Uh, more goalie injury news. Corey Schneider out at least two weeks with an MCL sprain. Um, if them selling at the deadline pretty much didn't end their season, this does. Uh, I, I edited their lines today. It's an absolute joke. I'm pretty sure Tyler Kennedy's on their top line. With Keith Kincaid and like the 400-year-old Jan Denis between the pipes, that team is toast. <laughs> Jan Denis? Yeah. Like, that and... is such a throwback name. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when and I like... think of Columbus Blue Jackets, beginning days, I think of Jan Denis. Oh, do you want to know something even crazier before I get to my last injury? Ron Tugnut's pull back? Up here real... No, no, Ron Tugnut's not back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. He was great. I also, well, first of all, uh, yeah, Yondini never played for the Blue Jackets. Oh, first of all, I thought he did. So different Yondini apparently. But okay, just he is. Uh, he's what? this. He's thirty-four years old. But get this, ready for this? He's twenty. I'm thinking Mark Denis. That's who I'm thinking okay. of. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yondini backed up on the house. That's what it was. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Denis is a Dude, beauty. Oh, the thirty-four-year-old Yondini is twenty-five, nine, and five with a two twenty-eight goals against in the AHL this year. So he's just like whatever, like collecting his seventy thousand per, just dominating. <laughs> Looking for a Calder Cup. 
trophy yeah. to add to the shelf. Oh, yeah, he's been in the AHL forever. Uh, but the last injury is Yakum. So is TJ Brennan, man, he's up. Yeah, there you go. Took a that was such a weird <laughs> series of events, eh? Yeah. But Jakub Voracek, uh, uh, he will miss the next two games. Uh, he continues to be sidelined with a lower body injury, but he is pegged to return next Tuesday, of course, versus the Red Wings. Yeah, and um, I, that's going to be quite the game. I don't know if you follow his Twitter account, but he gets really excited after they win, too. <laughs> oh, does he? Just sitting at home, just getting fired up. <laughs> the other night they won, and he just tweeted, like, like, what an effing win, just in all caps. Like, it was like, Come on. crap, dude, that's awesome. Did you guys see, like... I know you guys probably hey, weren't uh, watching the game, but like on Wednesday, um, when the Wings played the Blackhawks, um, did you hear like how Pierre Maguire called um, Patrick Kane the Magic Man? Yeah, that pissed me right off. Yeah, like it's as much as he like, pissed off like Commodore. Who are you gonna trust on the matter, Pierre Maguire or Siri? Yeah, exactly. So that's literally that's what I was gonna say. Um, Johan Franz just like literally tweeted like the funniest picture or Instagram the funniest picture of uh, Pierre and was just like throwing mad shade on him. Was just like yeah, like even if you ask Siri, like she knows who the Magic Man is. Like this is the real Magic Man. <laughs> like Franz what was literally... on Pierre Maguire's head in that picture? Though? Yo, it looks God. like a like I don't know. It, I don't, well, it looks it, it looks, looks like, like a, condom, like a nipple for not. like the bottle, yeah, like a I baby bottle or something. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, let's get into some waiver wire pickups. Like, on- hey, I noticed you didn't uh, mention Matt Hunwick. I'm sure all the Matt Hunwick <laughs> fantasy owners out there are curious. Yeah, he is uh, out for the year. For oh, he's man. undergoing sports hernia surgery, <laughs> so he is gonna wrap up the year with literally he's like going to shoulders. My dad went there to get a sports hernia removed. Oh no, I don't even know what that means. I'm not even gonna pretend like I do. But yeah, it's like, like what? It's like the one. Off- <laughs> It's like the one hospital in Ontario that does all this. Anyway, these oh, dads. I've never had to chill with Matt I've Hunwick never... sharing hernia stories. You gotta give Shoulder Ice a shout out whenever you can, man. They do good yeah. work. <laughs> Moving sports hernia. Matt Hunwick will uh, finish the season with ten. Po- I don't know if he's going to Shoulder Ice. <laughs> with ten joke. points and a minus seventeen rating. So I was gonna say, are you which paying is like that a much plus twenty five on the that you know that which guy is going to which hernia doctor? I just know more about sports hernia. Dude, Mark Masters is probably all over that on TSN. Like, oh yeah, the latest TSN, or the latest Maple Leafs news. Matt Hunwick is going to Shoulders or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, maybe if he's not between tennis matches right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's stop talking about tennis and Matt Hunwick. I actually like Mark Masters Yeah, he lot, tweets back at oh, you, so. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's great. Pre-podcast he's great reporter. He tweeted back at him, so you know. How about, Pre-podcast. How about that thing when he just like left his wife and like, coach and then went and flew first <laughs> so class funny. though <laughs> so funny. such a veteran just move. the lack of context surrounding it that just makes it seem so questionable oh yeah it was pretty good though but all right boys obviously like that's a lot of injuries there's some key names um and yeah, if you're a, if you're heading to the yeah. fantasy playoffs Jakub you... Voracek Matt Hunwick yeah Matt Hunwick key clearly names. massive massive loss that's key names. clearly why we're putting defensemen in this category here <laughs> so I've, I've i gave you guys the task to each host. sorry keep each pick sorry. a uh a forward defenseman and a goalie that should be added in standard 12 team leagues uh that'll help our listeners in the playoffs so d since you sound so eager to talk i'll go to you <laughs> who's your forward uh, right now I'm looking at Franz Nielsen sitting at 29% in Yahoo's standard leagues. Wow. Uh, he's had a quietly climbed up to 19 goals and 25 assists on the season. Marks the fifth time in his career. He's been above 40 points. Um, and we talked about, uh, how the Isles power play and particularly Tavares 
struggles in the power play. It was hurting them a lot early on, hurting his own production, obviously. Um, and that's really turned around lately. Nielsen's been a big part of that. He plays the point on the first unit. Second line center and even strength. Been getting some more ice time lately. And uh, I think he's a decent pickup down the stretch. Um, maybe not the highest ceiling in the world, but for what you get on the market. Exactly, yeah. I think he can... Uh, I, I mean, you could maybe get, you know, four or five goals from him down the last 15 games or so, which could definitely help any team. So it's I, I wrote about uh, Nielsen and Ocposo in my cheat sheet today, and, like, they're really performing at, like, the Islanders' first line right now. Like, Tava- They've been great. Like, yeah, Tavares is not JT, doing yeah. much. Uh, Tavares is producing, like, at, like a, you know, just, like, a whatever pace, like, not JT-type pace, but his wingers, like, Strom and I think it's Nelson right now, literally doing nothing. So, like, that's obviously kind of towing uh, Tavares down. But Nielsen and Ocposo mm-hmm. have been playing pretty good hockey. Nielsen, yeah, he's got a goal and five assists in his last three games. Plays the Leafs tonight. Good chance he improves on that but yeah he's just a good con- he's like one of those like david he's got nine points in his last four games <laughs> what did i say i said one goal no, five just, assists oh i see what you're I saying i know i, was I, just, I got just, just yeah, killing it points, that'd be nice yeah. i have him in drafting site, so i hope he does but uh yeah yeah he's one of those like david Krejci types they eh? just like you know vastly underrated but he just produces at a pretty consistent rate. He's not obviously Always as has. good as, as I was really surprised to see that he's been over 40 points like five times already i was actually really surprised that he was only 29 percent yeah that, that's where i was yeah. surprised at too France, but uh, Beeps, who are you picking up? Uh, you know, at forward. Here? Um, well, mine. Uh, the guy that I'm picking up, it's a, uh, it's a pretty obvious one if you if you pay attention to leagues, stars, but uh, pay attention to hockey or anything. But um, Mark Shifley is my guy. He's six, currently 61 percent owned, and the only reason I think that is is because 39 percent of people just have stopped paying attention in the leagues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd have to be 39 percent of like leagues. Leagues are not paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I I'd believe that number. I yeah. I'm not even going to go into my story that I was going to go into there. But uh, anyway, someone left their fantasy hockey league up on uh, at work the other day and almost just left work and started yelling at the person for how bad the pickups were. But anyways, uh, <laughs> basically Mark Shifley has done everything and everything since... Uh, since uh, He is the Winnipeg yeah, Jets Since right Brian now. Little went down, and uh, which was a huge loss, and Andrew Ladd got shipped out, Mark Shifley has been the guy. Blake Wheeler also kind of giving him a hand out there, but anyone playing with Blake is uh, is going to get points, and Shifley has become the master of that line. Someone had to take Little's minutes, as mentioned, and uh, that's been Shifley. He has 15 points in his last 10 games, and a lot of those have been goals. He has six oh, goals damn. in his last four games. So, uh, so uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing things right now. Um, he's uh, he's absolutely picked up the slack for everyone. And also, a thing about Mark Shifley to kind of note is. He's one of those players who's kind of playing for time next year. He wants to be that guy out in Winnipeg, and uh, and they're going to give mm-hmm. him that ice right now because this is your proving time, Mark. So for fantasy hockey purposes, who cares if Winnipeg's not winning games? Who cares if they're not going to the playoffs? Mark Shifley will help you in the playoffs, and that's all that matters because you are yeah, if, individuals. If, yeah, if Mark Shifley is available in your league, uh, A, your league sleeping, B, get on Mark Shifley. Uh. He's been... Since, yeah, like like you said, since um, Little went down, eight goals, five apples, nine games, just, you don't find that, you know, you don't find that anywhere. Yeah. That kind of production yeah. is extremely hard to find, especially this time of year. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Shifley. I had high hopes for him. I think my, I don't even want to look at my draft projection for him at the start of the year. is probably astronomically high, but maybe this little finish here will, will help him uh, attain that and make me look a little smart. But I'm going with another guy who's basically... Um, Probably the third hottest forward in the NHL right now behind Shifley and Philip Forsberg. It's uh, Forsberg's line mate, like we mentioned earlier, Craig Smith. That line is probably one of the hottest lines in the NHL right now. 
Uh, Smith has scored 24 and 23 goals in the last two seasons, and then again this year on pace for another 20-goal year. Uh, he comes in with five goals and six assists, 11 points in his last seven games, which is huge. Uh, he's only 48% owned in, in Yahoo League, so he's most likely available uh, in your league. And he's heating up just in time for the fantasy playoffs. So, again, if he's available, especially if you're a, a Ribeiro or Forsberg owner and you compare those yeah. two together, absolutely clutch. Well, just to add to that, if you're need, uh, if you looking for maybe help in uh, assists or power play points down the stretch too, Mike Ribeiro would be a great add. Uh, he's only at 23%. Seven goals and 40 assists on the year. That's what he does. He racks up apples. Uh, and like Brock's saying, that line's been on fire lately. They've actually bumped Johansson Neal off the first line power play. They're getting the majority of the minutes right now. So, uh, yeah, definitely worth looking at for sure. Yeah, and uh, how about on the on the blue line, D? Who are you looking at picking up? Uh, Cam Fowler on the Ducks. We talked about the Ducks, obviously, uh, at the beginning of the show and how hot they've been, 9-0-1. Uh, 10-0-1 actually right um yeah but anyway he's definitely been reaping those benefits and actually been a big part of it he's his ice time has really ramped up seen as much as 25 minutes uh the last uh, over that stretch uh, five points in his last six all coming on the power play so playing on the first line there obviously uh producing more than what we've seen he's at about a half point pace this season kind of like what he's been at for his career uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to go him a little bit over that for the for the to finish the season. Excuse me, and uh, you know half a point for a defenseman is definitely respectable fantasy wise. Anyway, absolutely. And, but, uh, and if you look at you you look at the Ducks just tearing it up uh, right now. And the one thing too yeah. I, I was writing about today is uh, Sammy Vatnin. Like he was one of those guys who had a super super slow start, and he's picking it up. And then you have Vatnin playing next to Fowler on the power play. Uh, they've picked up a decent amount of power play points in the last little bit. I think I'm looking right now. Uh, one power play goal and eight power play assists in Fowler's like last 10 or 11 games. So uh, power play's been really good to the Ducks, been really good to Fowler and uh, and Vatnin. But obviously Vatnin's own percentage is a little too high. It's it's weird. Like we, mm-hmm. we all know Fowler pretty well just from him playing for the Spitz, right? Yep. And he seems to always kind of like he's really talented, but he seems to always kind of fly under the under the, the fantasy radar. But yeah. I like him a lot. I like to be- yeah, his definitely production hasn't quite been to what uh was thought or expected of him coming into his career. But uh like I said, half a point a game, nothing to snark at, and uh definitely got more potential in him, I still believe. And I think, like, a lot of it, like, if you think about him playing for a team that maybe didn't have such quality offensive defensemen either, like, he might... Like, it's almost the same, like, as Ryan Ellis, right? Like, he's, they're, yeah. they're kind of playing... These ex-wins like, are studs. Yeah, like, Fowler plays, like, on the top power play unit, but he doesn't see, like... Getting buried. Like, they've also got the Vaughnins and the, and, and and the, the Lindholm, campus Lindholms the... that, that kind of also eat into those, you know, quality, quality minutes. And the so. Kevin BXs. Yeah, I can't still can't believe that guy plays power play minutes, but uh, it's got a bomb. There you go. Um, Hold your phone, Beebs. I'm glad you're back with us. Um, obviously, me and <laughs> D kind of held it down. Me and out D, for a second there. I I kept hearing somebody logging off and logging on to Skype. I'm like, that's got to be somebody I know. And then I looked and sure as shit, Beebs was just not on Skype at all. But me and me and D. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. Realize. No, yeah. I know. I was just trying. That's why I went right back to you, man. No, it was a little awkward too because I just heard I just Probably. heard my one roommate come back and I could hear his TV going and I was like, God damn it, he's going on Netflix and I'm going. I'm oh, out. And I'm no. like, I don't want to be the guy to be like, Yo, podcast time. Like, just give me like yeah. five. But we're good. Come on, we're good. Man. I threw it. Come on, we're good. And we're I back. threw it. So. I threw it back to D and I was just like, <laughs> Hey, hopefully Beebs can get back on in time and then. 
True shit, you're back right in and time. And I so literally just gave like a generic go. yes to whatever the hell was going on. Just so you guys <laughs> no. knew I was here. Just like, yeah, so it's working. <laughs> yeah, you did pump it yeah. <laughs> I appreciated the reassuring comment. D could have just said anything. He could have said, like, Cam Fowler originally born in Zimbabwe. And I just come in, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, Beebs is the worst fantasy hockey podcast ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, right. like, no, no doubt I about it. I agree with everything. Zimbabwe? Yes. Stud. <laughs> uh, Beebs, who are you targeting on the blue line right now? Uh, Zimbabwe. One alert. thing, though, Cam Fowler was born at like Windsor Regional, so just going to mention that. But, um, number two. <laughs> Why we mentioned so many hospitals? <laughs> I just know things. Anyway. Windsor Regional. Uh, <laughs> my guy, uh, my guy's been a stud in previous years, but kind of just a huge, huge, big bomb this year and i love attacking red wings and that's why i chose him but um he's kind of bringing it back right now um it's mike green mike green on the D- on detroit's uh, uh blue line i know at the beginning of this year brock you were absolutely excited for mike green to be a red wing so far um, he was so excited you should oh, have seen yeah him. <laughs> well my brother's a season ticket owner and i know he was like talking about legitimately getting a mike green jersey and i was like dude like no anyways I was Hundo P with Brock when uh, when he made the signing. It looked great. He was fist it looked like hard. it would be the perfect fit. It, is, it still is a good sign, yeah. and it is. Yeah, yeah sure, exactly. sure, Brock. Yeah, I, I, it, it has definitely. its potential to turn turn around, <laughs> you, and that's kind of what what I was hoping for by saying Mike Green here. Um, Mike Green has five assists in his last four games. Cool, so he's starting to look like uh, what I have written down there. He's looking like old Mikey again. Um, <laughs> this is a D-man who put up 76 points and 73 points uh, back in 09, 010. I mean, that's, what, five years ago? 010. <laughs> it's five years ago, but uh, either either way, you can't you can't dance around 76. Five years ago and, and uh, 18,000 years into yeah, the future. Absolutely. <laughs> guys, guys went everywhere. But uh, Mike Green's only 30 years old, too, so that's kind of why I, I, I just don't think it's time for him to regress quite yet, um, like he has been. So Mike Green right now, he's playing second-line power play out in Detroit. Detroit's been struggling now. As we all love to remind Paul, Brock power of. play is so brutal. But um, if there's one guy who can kind of get it started and can maybe jump his way to the first, I mean, he could totally get up there. He does have the offensive ability. Mike Green, just kind of keep an eye on him if you do need help with defense. Um, like I mentioned, he has been getting assists lately, and he's kind of been bumping his ice back up. So His like his one assist yesterday was literally an unbelievable play that we all thought he scored, but it actually went off of uh, a fantasy and went in. But I don't know, Green... I think, like, I wouldn't even say he plays, like, second line power play. Basically, just, like, he's better on the power play than Cronwell is, so he just goes and plays with, like, the not-as-good players to balance out the two units. Uh, He looks great, like, on the power play. I like him. He's a decent pickup in deep leagues for sure. Yep. But I just uh, can't get over it. I just don't even want to talk with the Red Wings right now, which is a complete, completely different from how I feel for most times. But I don't know. (laughs) I do like Mike Green a lot, but damn, they, their power play is just shit. I couldn't even hold back there. You know, maybe bumping yeah. him up. I got a couple. I got a couple defensemen that are also decent pickups. Pick up Mike Green. Go, Pick up Mike Green first because the Red Wings are about to catch fire. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, Fuego. You know what? I'm gonna go back to Mike Green for a second. He fits in a freaking Blashell system so well I that I expected such good things out of him. Like he's like exactly what Blashell system needs, but. Oh man, the rest of those blue liners suck. You want uh, TJ Brennan? No. You sure? Yeah, he only plays in the NHL. AHL, not the NHL. He's like the best player in AHL history. He's the he, he's the Ryan Ellis of the AHL. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's the Ryan Ellis of the AHL. He his numbers are straight ridiculous. Yeah, he's a point of game. Like, stupid. 
But uh, I got two defensemen that you need to target. Uh, one's Mark Streit. Um, as a Red Wing fan, I hope that he his pelvic thing happens again because I hate the Flyers. Right, and you're an evil person. Yeah, well, not like actually. I don't actually hope it happens, but I mean, like, I really need the Flyers to like you know more Yakuborchek type things to happen, or we're not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, Streit's got a goal and five assists in his last six games. Uh, Streit was obviously coming into the year as the top blue line option in Philadelphia. But out of nowhere, but yeah, the emergence of the ghost bear has really uh, kind of hit Strike's production. That, like the roar that was my ghost bear? sound. Just it was a very nice ghost because ghost is tiny. <laughs> but you didn't you didn't want to go bear at all? Like yeah, I guess name. I didn't even think about the bear. Anyways, work on Strike. Strike still logs monster minutes at even strength. Plays quite a bit on the power play as well. Uh, is just an underrated guy. Uh, Always has been. Yeah, yeah. He, he's old as dirt, but man, Swedish or er, Switzerland legend. My bad. Oh yeah, Not Swedish. And you know what? We're pretty pretty big in uh, Switzerland. Team so. Europe legend. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much for talking World Cup terms here. But in deep... Actually, he was the one to speak out against it. Just a little fun fact. Yeah. He said, I don't want to play for Team Europe. I want to play for Team Switzerland. Which, you know... I dig that. Yeah, I, got, I have nothing wrong that. with that whatsoever. For sure. For sure. But in uh, deeper leagues, another guy to keep an eye on is David Savard in Columbus. Uh, I was high on David Savard coming into the year. Probably a little bit too high. Um, but he has three goals and two assists in his last seven games. Um, uh, the one thing about Savard, especially if you're in a league that has like block shots, he's an absolute stud. Uh, he's averaging two shots and two blocked shots over that span, so he's kind of getting it done in all facets of the game. Um, good boy Dave. With Jack Johnson out, he kind of just plays mo- like he he plays big minutes, but then like he takes on even more of a responsibility with Johnson out. Um, I don't know. I just think. David Savard is one of the most underrated defensemen in the NHL. I wish he was a Red Wings. We could use a defenseman really bad, but yeah. Let's go to the crease. <laughs> Let's go to the. Uh, you got me all depressed, beeps. Let's I'm go so to the crease. Bugs. D, who are you picking up, buddy? Uh, I know we talked about him last week, but after looking at the wire, I can't see how we are not going to mention James Reimer again here. Uh, still sitting at just thirty percent, coming off a shutout last night. Gave up three goals in his first start, but all of them came on the power play. And again, you know, I would not be surprised to watch this guy split starts with Jones down the stretch. Obviously, they weren't all too confident in him making the move for Reimer. And I think every opportunity is there to become the starting goalie on a very good hockey team. So I'm still looking at Reimer. Also, James Howard. Jimmy Howard, as he's better known. I actually have written down on my sheet as Jimmy Reimer and James Howard. A little (laughs) joke, but that just totally backfired on me. Um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah you know he's uh, been playing relatively better as of late uh been getting a few more starts but he kind of seemed to squander that last night sitting at 49 percent decent waiver wire look but i would still given the opportunity take rhyme over him right now oh for sure he won't start as many like it, it he will not start as many games as rhyme will like Mrazic is still the guy yeah. in Detroit. uh jimmy has looks better um, the Wings are a decent defensive team as much as, like, they're not. Um, they just can't score ho- hockey goals. Uh, but no, Jimmy has looked sure. a lot better for sure. Uh, but Reimer's obviously got a better chance at stealing starts from Jones, I th- I would think. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, coming off that shutout, I just think, like, that was such a good move by the Sharks. Like, we talked about it at length last year. It's just, those two goalies together could, uh, could do some damage this year. But, Finally, just uh, some playoff success. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, Beebs, who are you picking up in the crease right now? Uh, someone who 
who's not even going to know what playoff success is for a little bit. But um, um, although he plays on a bad team, this is Cam Talbot that I'm going after. Um, goalies were kind of tough to choose from right now. Cam's only 57% owned in all fantasy leagues, and he's quickly on the rise. That's due to his four-game winning streak that was snapped last night by James Reimer getting a shutout. But um, other than that, Cam's played really well. He gets a lot of shots. Um, he's averaging around 35 during his wins. Um, so that's uh, And he's only allowing one goal a game on average during those games. Actually, less than that because he had a shutout in between. Um, so he let in three goals across four games while averaging 35 shots. Dang. That kind of turns into a very good goals against average for a week and a very good save percentage, which can win uh, two or three categories for you. And those Ws, wow, Cam's doing it all. Just kidding. But um, he is, uh, he's definitely got to keep an eye on if you do need that goalie help. And kind of uh, with McDavid back, everything happens. Everything's better in Edmonton right now. Um, I mean, they're not going to the playoffs, but everything is looking, starting to look a little more rosy out there with McDavid rolling. And Cam Talbot, hopefully uh, looking like he can take that role as the future goalie. He's kind of the same thing as Mark Scheifele, where they're just going to give him the chance to uh, to run with it and see what he has for next year. Yeah, and if you look at uh, the Oilers' schedule next week, they play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, so no back-to-backs. Good chance he starts all four games. Uh, Nashville and St. Louis are in town for the first two games of the week. Not, uh, obviously, ideal matchups, but then Vancouver and Colorado in the last two games. So pretty decent week. All games, all those games are on uh, home ice, so Talbot might be a decent, you know, especially if you need help in cold for week oh, one yeah. of the, uh, the fancy hockey playoffs. Talbot might be a nice steal. Um Another guy who's probably really obvious, actually definitely is really obvious, is Thomas Grice, 53% owned. Um, with probably Yaroslav gone Hal- by the time this comes out tomorrow. Sorry yeah, to seriously. Um, but with, uh, with 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 Yaroslav Halak out for the next six weeks, it's Grace's show in Brooklyn right now. Uh, <laughs> the Islanders have eight games over the next two weeks, so he'll see obviously a ton of starts. they got a couple back-to-back, so Ruby might see a, a spot start here and there. Um, the one thing I'm working against, Grace, like make sure if you're picking up a goaltender for the playoffs that you check out their matchups. Yeah. They, he has some tough games going forward. Um, Florida, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Dallas next week. I mean, those are four teams that can put the puck in the back of the net. Um, so he is a good pickup because he's guaranteed going to get you some starts, which can't, you know, you, it's hard to find at this point. Um, yeah. If you're able to get through the first week, the following week, he has Philadelphia, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, Carolina. So a couple of easier matchups in there uh, for the second week. But Grice, with especially if you're a Halak owner, uh, you know to you know pair him with one of your other goaltenders uh, heading into the playoff. Grice is leading the league in save percentage, so he's obviously had a great year. I think he's first in the league in save percentage, sixth in the league in goals against average. So Grice has had a tremendous year, but it's uh, quite a bit to put on his plate right now. I, I would. I would say. Yeah. I mean, with Halak out, yeah. that's going to be... Okay. See see what he can do as a starter. Um, and then another guy to mention, I'm pretty sure his own percentage is hovering somewhere around 65%, is uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, Bob's obviously been a great goalie for, for a number of years. Um, Columbus is playing a lot better hockey now. They play a pretty solid uh, you know, defensive game. And if Eunice Corposalo can put up the numbers that he did, uh, he was, you know, he, I think he's won five of his last six starts or something, but Borowski might be able to step in there and pick up some wins for you. So um, I think we just gave you, what, four or five goalies to target. So a couple of those guys are bound to be on the waiver wire. Uh, so make sure you guys make the right pickups, check out the schedules, and, you know, of course, just win some money, right? Yep. But Beebs, it's uh, it's your favorite time of the show, buddy. So why don't you lead us into some Twitter questions? Oh, I totally forget, forgot we even do this anymore. Um, we only skipped it for one week. I know, but it was a week <laughs> that hurt. Um, but uh, 
We're right back at the Twitter questions, and um, again, I'll uh, introduce like I always do, but uh, if you ever want to tweet at us any time of the week, but mostly on Wednesdays before we record, if you uh, want to get in before the show, tweet at DFO Podcast, or you can tweet at 3D Birthing, which is D, at Brock Segan, which is Brock, or at Beast Bondi, which is uh, this beast. Um, so the first <laughs> question is from at Quizzing Nerd, and he asks, is, uh, is Tyler Johnson going to finish the year like he played last year? Uh, Brock, take it away, buds. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a tough question to, to answer. Uh, he does have 16 points in 18 games since the All-Star break, uh, which puts him even just behind his pace of what he scored at last year. I think he had 74 and 77 games yeah. last year. Uh, the triplet line has really been ripping it up lately, and they, they've had to. Um, the jet, or, sorry, the Lightning are fought, firing on all cylinders right now. So um, I think that obviously... Johnson's going to finish the year strong. Uh, is he going to post 16 and 18 like he has been recently? Probably not. Uh, but he should definitely have a strong finish to the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I was going to say. Definitely in that boat. Uh, wouldn't expect. I don't think anyone can really expect what they were doing at the end of last year. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't toot the horn any harder. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Horns yeah. and toot. And so this next one, I've been waiting weeks for this because I screwed it up last time. Uh, but this one's from at. Beerski, right? Yeah, he chirped. Yeah, he chirped. Yeah, he chirped you the first time. Yeah. Saying it wrong. He, he then gave me a follow though, so like, feel free to chirp and follow me. Like, I don't mind. That just. <laughs> um, but at at, sure. at Beerski, um, he has a great question, and it's uh, with the mares out. I need a D man for a, a champ run. Myers, Fowler, Hamonic, Ekholm, Goligowski, Slash Russell, and Riley. And he said Minnesota or Toronto on that one. Yeah, they got Mike Riley, yeah. Minnesota, and Minnesota, Morgan, and Toronto. I think you're more um, focusing on. I, I think we already, D already talked about Cam Fowler. I think he'd probably top my list, uh, followed by Travis Hamonic. Um, those are my first two options: Golgoski and Russell. Russell, right now, um, with Klingberg out, is uh, manning the point on that top power play unit. So Definitely that's intriguing, but I don't think Klingberg is going to miss enough time for Russell to become super fantasy relevant. Uh, so top in my list would be Fowler followed by Hamlin. Yep. Um, I was going to mention the same thing. I was going to say, obviously, with Russell up there, he's a great uh, he's a great current daily play if you're uh, rocking DraftKings and stuff. But I don't know about a, a champ run. So uh, yeah, D, anything to add on top of that? Uh, no, you guys are freaking awesome at what you do, and I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. And now for our final Twitter question from at, I don't even get this question. at Parkilla. Um, he says. I second or a second hearing about the triples. Okay, I'm just gonna read about the triplets. But please ease my worries about OEL. So Oliver Ekman Larson, um, basically Brock being a doctor, um, trained and certified. <laughs> um, I'm not a doctor. You're not. Uh, but no, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm uh, strictly right about fantasy hockey. Doctor. You're as much of a doctor as that sentence was English. Yeah. Um, I second hearing about the triplets, but... Love the questions, though. Keep them coming. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't answer that because that's not a question, really. <laughs> but please ease your worries. About, oh, we, talked about, we talked about Ekman Larson. You know, yeah. Go ahead. He's not overly... like It's not too serious of an injury from what I've gathered so far. Um, I wouldn't expect him to miss too much time. If you're heading to the playoffs, I'd expect him to be back by next week. Um, he has slowed down just a touch. I'm, I think it's four points in his last nine games, which is not elite numbers that we're used to seeing from OEL. But expect big things from Ekman Larson when he gets back. Uh, he's obviously a, a top-end D talent. Uh, yeah, 
That's pretty much all I got to say. I, I'm sorry I couldn't answer your first part about yeah. the triplets. If you want to tweet at us and clarify what you actually meant, I'd be happy to answer it on Twitter. Super um, happy. The one thing about the triplets, though, is keeping on Kutrov, as we mentioned earlier in the show. He Another thing about the triplets, weird. just like, it's, I'm so happy you guys actually know who they are now. It makes the show Another so thing about the triplets, they're not actually triplets, guys. <laughs> they're not really yeah. And they weren't born at Windsor Met. Well, no, they might have been. Not born at Windsor. <laughs> they might have. They were not triplets born at <laughs> no, Windsor. Deepson, no. A guy, there's, there's no way a guy named Akita Kutrov was born at Windsor. Think about it. Sorry. But... Um, <laughs> Alright, but anyways, boys, um, yeah. in the fashion how'd of you hospitals, guys, let's... Uh, hey, how'd you guys do in, in, uh, in DraftKings beat the expert this weekend? Okay, it's the first week I haven't made money in like I know, I was, I was shocked to see you not in the money. Uh, oh, let's talk about, hold on, let's talk about the Nation Network Keeper League real quick, Brock. What, how am I ahead of you guys in the standings? No, about, oh, how we beat you like 8-2 last, last week? Yeah, I forgot to set my lineup, okay? Even the best forget anyway, sometimes. No, what I was gonna say is, uh, I clinched the Nation Network, uh, we each... Both the co-host squad and Brock squad clinched the playoff spot, which would have been rather embarrassing if the fantasy, the host of the fantasy hockey podcast, didn't make the playoffs in a fantasy hockey league. So uh, we're holding it down, guys. Just so you know, it's crazy. That league's wild, eh? It's so top heavy. Like the the yeah. the, the team that's in eighth place right now is six, ten, and four. Like, and they're gonna squeak into the playoffs. Like the top like six teams are all, all have like dirty records, and like the bottom half of the league is just brutal. Brutal. Yeah. But, um, I tweeted out a couple weeks fantasy, ago that I clinched the playoffs, and I think I forgot to sit my lineup for like two straight weeks. And I just like oh, I fell from first place to just fourth. Been on place. a two week yeah. Yeah. It just just fell so hard in the standings. But boys and gentlemen, I'm looking to get back into the money on DraftKings this weekend. So those of you, you who were in it last week, just be ready to be oh, knocked out. That Pistol Pete or whatever his name was, he just torched wow. everybody. Yeah. Yes. Pistol Pete. Yeah, I came in second, but he was he beat, Pete Mar- he beat me. Mar- no, not Pete Maris. <laughs> But he beat, uh... How do you know? How do you know it's not Pete Barry? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, that's it's been 20. I love doing this. I'm sure you guys love bringing it. It's almost the end of the year, so it's coming to an end. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. If you do, tell your friends, who hopefully will tell their friends, and tell your friends' friends, whose friends will tell their, their friends, and moms, and, and their moms. sisters, and brothers, and yes. uncles, and cousins, and Especially all that sisters. shit. So, are you guys ready for 21 next week? Yep. It's going to be one of our last regular season episodes. It's crazy. But yeah, anyways, make sure you guys check us out on, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe, comments if you guys want to hear anything new, if you want, I don't know, any suggestions, any any feedback would be great. here to listen. Yeah. So that's it for, that's number 20. Yeah. Enjoy the Blue Stones. See you guys next Thursday.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.